Oh, it's the anyone can get it to work. Episode three, anyone can get a podcast. Bosh, we'll jump right in. He's back. Back in the game. Back. 75 kilos full of custard. Back. I enjoyed my holiday, by the way. All inclusive. So apologies for the last week. Should have had a podcast out. Should have, but I did warn people that we weren't going to do that. I did warn people that we were going to take a week off. Um, Really nice, relaxed holiday. I basically got there Monday, chilled. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I just ran six miles every day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, it was a nice, relaxing holiday. But we're back. We're back here, and we've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, being off for two weeks. Wow, yeah, you have got a lot to talk about, actually. I wasn't off, guys. I was still putting the work in, you know. Something wait, wait, there. Do. You wrote you. You forgot someone you're bad. Right, while sharing me. While sharing me news, um, <laughs> John Phillips is on the 17th of October on Fight Island. Fight then. Park from South Korea, one and one in the UFC. One and one in the I, UFC. I I apologize. I'm I am really watched him, so I'm going to be watching him. He's one and one, yeah. Yeah, Jun Young Park. That's him. Eleven and four, and one and one in the UFC. Has he fought anybody in particular? Uh, not that I can remember. As John would say, he's a guy from Breaking Bad. Not Breaking Bad. Oh, Scott, prison, prison break. break. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, you forgot to put this on. What? Someone else who's fighting. Oh, I couldn't have done this on the board out of Greece when he's chilling out. Like, no, I couldn't have done it on the board. Wait there, other person, Coy McKenna. She's fighting. Fighting. Uh, I know. Yeah, on November the fourteenth. Yeah, 21st. November the fourteenth. So looking forward to seeing Coy McKenna. She's literally just got off the Tuesday contenders and said, "You know what? Then while I'm here and while I'm in front of you, I'm gonna fight 14th of November." And um, a guy done that actually fought. On, I think he fought on the same cards. Can't say his name. Can't say his name. Um, he fought my Mackie Patolo last night. Oh, did he win? Yeah, he won by decision, the, the guy he did. Ah, oh, did he? I like Mackie Patolo, though. Coconut bombs. Right then. Um, oh, just a quick little recap from last week, because we, obviously we were due for last week's UFC event. Um, something which is quite, you know, close to me. Bantamweight fight. You could kind of call it a top contender fight. Two guys fighting to get into the top five in the world, and that was Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar. Quality fight, very, very uh, back and forth, really close. So speaking to a lot of people, um, if I'm completely honest, a lot of people spoke to me about they felt like Pedro might have done enough. Yeah, I, I, I thought Pedro done enough initially, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was tight. It was very, very tight. It depends on score score it because I thought Frank, uh, I thought Frankie was hitting cleaner shots earlier rounds, but then the pressure. If you Pedro was just walking forward, he was landing some heavy shots in later rounds. I personally thought that Pedro got it done. I wasn't too. Just sometimes you're like, right, you've been robbed. I wasn't too mad. It went the other way. It could have gone. It could have gone either way. It's just I scored it for Pedro personally. Because the reason why um obviously that is obviously Pedro's come out and said that he wasn't particularly happy and he posted a thing about the amount of like um, journalists said that he won. I get that's annoying, but uh, speaking of Dana White, he said he wouldn't have been annoyed either way. Yeah, it, it was, was one of them. It was very very close, and I think that's just credit to. Pedro as well, you know? Yeah. But to be honest, um, oh, there's another band we fight on there, actually. Um, a guy that I've been, like, obviously watching for a while on um, PFL. 
Valiev. No, Valiev. I think I should say his name. Valiev actually trains. It says he trains in Greg Jackson. He doesn't train in Greg. I'm, I'm sure he trains with Mark Henry and with Edgar and that, right? There was three of them. There was obviously they were all working together. There was Edgar. There was Morais when he was working. Then there was this Valiev. Obviously, the first round he fought a guy called um, Jones. Wasn't it Jones? Was it a Trevin Trevin Jones, Jones, something like that? And uh, had him hurt in the first round really bad. You see the shots he landed yeah, in the first. Yeah, they, oh, they were heavy, brutal heavy shots. body shots. Yeah. Oh, horrible. And then obviously there's Trevin Jones come back, and Trevin Jones has actually fought, fought a lot world champion outside the UFC. Believe it or not, fought a previous opponent of mine, Quan Ho Quack. How did he go off there? Lost split decision, but <clears throat> he's a durable guy, really durable and really good. Um, so obviously that's Pedro and Frankie. Um, obviously I was rooting for Pedro. It would be nice to see him get there, but also nice to see Frankie at one thirty-five. Yeah. To be completely honest, you know, obviously I felt like Pedro beat me. I felt like it was a close fight between him and Frankie. That would be nice, wouldn't it, Frankie Edgar? One for the scrapbook. Just one to put on the the frames, you know what I mean? People look, people look at... The thing is, right, okay, people look at that and say, look at Brett there now, he's uh, he targeting on the old people. Look at Brett, he's been on the Thatchers again. On the Thatchers. <laughs> <laughs> he's been, yeah, he's, he's strong, thick. No, people always look at me, because like, I remember I, I said about fighting, you write a favour, someone said, oh, you want to fight the old guys, the guys who have been and done it, and, they, and they're on the way down. And then someone said, I said, oh, Dominic Cruz said the same. And they'll probably might say the same about Frankie, right? My reasoning behind it though, they're not they're not thing, mate. They're still contenders. You know, bear in mind now, Roy Faber's last fight, who did he fight? Uh, Ricky Sino Petian, right? Yeah. What's Petian right now? Yeah, the champion. The yeah. champion. And the fight before that, who did he fight? Ricky Simone. Who was in the top fifteen. Yeah. And what did he do with Ricky Simone? Yeah, panned him. Panned him out. So like I said, I'm looking at guys, I don't see I don't see like Roy Faber being an easy fight at all. But yeah, people ask me and they're saying like, oh look, you know, it's you know, well, you, you're targeting... No, I'm targeting people who've got big names who've been there and done it. In, in that, the way the UFC works. You, you fight guys who are <coughs> going yeah. through the ranks and you go, you go to the next ones. But look, whatever. I haven't heard nothing back from them about uh, the, the next potential fight. Um, to be completely honest, I'm just happy to, to to fight whoever, really. Just keep them paychecks coming for Christmas. That's if we have a Christmas. Shanghai's out soon, like, you know what I mean? Oh, the sh- Oh, wait, the 4th? 4th September. I, 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 I'm definitely getting a pair of them. Um, we'll go on that next, well, soon now. Right. Um, UFC last night. Yeah. Um, Smith versus Rakic. Is it Rakic, you say? Yeah, Rakic. Rakic. Yeah. Austrian, Austria, a Serbian, Austrian born Serbian. Right, yeah. That's Don't any that, like. No. Lawler versus Magni, and also Ankalev versus Kutabela. We'll talk first about the obvious. Ankalev versus Kutabela. Yeah. That was a fight that was really, 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 really looking forward to. Looking forward to. And apparently Kutabella has got COVID-19. Apparently for the second time. The government says you're going to catch it once, but Kutabella, he's had it twice. All over and Trizzy now. Yeah, that's my Abina. Well, we've been there together. That was a bit of a rough one, put it that way. What, 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 Jay Bags uh, made a good point. Johnny Bartley like messaged me uh, last night and said like how how how's how's the Kutabella fight off with COVID and he was in the weigh-in yesterday. Yeah, so four, so four people who like were unsure about how that how he could still be at the weigh-in 
like when you go to the UFC events, like you get tested, you don't just get tested once and you're like, right, you're clear. You get tested when you arrive at the hotel. You get tested, you have to quarantine, and then you get tested two days uh, after. Then you and then you have to wait for your results back and then you're allowed to walk around and stuff and then they test you before the event. So it's possible that Kudabella had three or four tests and the one test he failed was the test before the event. Yeah, it, it is a bit strange considering apparently last time you had COVID-19, and now he actually has got it. So it's just a bit strange there. And also, if he must have have passed yeah, you must three pass, or four yeah. tests before getting to that point. Yeah. Obviously, um, so you must have caught that in the building. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It has to be in the building. You, you don't get to go anywhere else. So that's um, obviously Ankle Evan Kutubela. Hopefully that gets sorted out. I think that's the second time it's been cancelled. Yeah. It's a bit like a. Uh, Habib and Tony Ferguson now, isn't it? I am, I'm really interested, especially the way um, Kutubella walked. I love Kutubella, I think he's class, man. Um, so that's that. And probably the biggest news coming out of the UFC, um, Dana White, come out on Tuesday Contenders, uh, Tuesday's gone, and said they've um, secured uh, a plot of land. Ten acres. Ten acres. And they're apparently um, going to build the UFC hotel. Very interesting, um, and uh, interesting. Surprised, uh, surprised. They've only now done it. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's very interesting because I felt like, as much as the whole COVID nineteen situation on Fight Island and also fighting in the Apex has been, I I won't say stressful. It's just been a bit. Um, what's the word? Um, pfft, mine's gone blank. Basically, it was a bit of a kerfuffle. You used to, when you go out there, you're used to doing your own little ways of doing things. Yeah, but you've got to go to a schedule. You have to go yeah. to a schedule thing, okay? But the good thing about it was the fact we got our own changing rooms. Our, so basically, what we in Fight Island, we had our own room, and then we had a separate room to go training in. And I felt I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. I did like that. We had our own little personal space. with our own little sit-down sauna in there. So I'm not sure the UFC looked at that and they had some fight, uh, sort of, basically, fighters come back and give them some sort of feedback saying they liked it because I thoroughly liked the way yeah, they, they did it. I was left alone. The only thing is, obviously, with the big gyms where you've got running and treadmills, I guess that's got to be in one place. So, But they put screens up in uh, Abu, Abu Dhabi to stop people from obviously being in contact. But the good thing was that when we needed space to roll and to hit pads or whatever, we had our own little space. So it'd be nice to see the UFC they do do this hotel to see that sort of thing come into it as well um, the f- apparently he's a, he said though this won't be for fans no just for fighters this would be yeah. just for fighters and fighting officials and stuff like that referees maybe and um, I like that you know sometimes like I remember watching Ben Askren before the Masvidal fight and some guy went up to him in a hotel and was like mucking about fighting with him yeah, but he just he didn't feel comfortable like doing it so I understand that completely um, and I think that's a, a good move in the right direction especially with the UFC with the PI and people don't realise this, but the actual PI and the Apex are next door. Yeah, it right literally is just one, one road between the two. And I like that. I love the PI. I love the people in the PI as well. Like Duncan and the team there have been amazing. Um, and it's really nice. But the fact they're going to bring a hotel. I wonder if that hotel is there or thereabouts though. What do you mean? As in the hotel where they're... My homage is 10 acres. Ten acres is a lot, but it's on the, It'll be on the same plot. It'll be like Tory Pines, isn't it? It'll be yeah. It'll be on that. 
but that's <coughs> that's what I want to that that's what I want to see. I would love to see the plans of this hotel to see what they've got there. Um, man, the UFC fighters hotel sounds cool, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, does sound some, pretty sound cool. Really, really. Good. Um, I can imagine they spent that money on on the PI. I can only imagine what the hotel would be like. You know. Yeah, because like I said, you know, uh, when when I went out to Vegas the first time to have a chat with. Uh, the UFC officials, it was it was fantastic, amazing. But um, you know, I, to see it all change now, and Ben and when I went out to Vegas in twenty seventeen May, they've just finished the the UFC PI. That was that was that was May twenty seventeen. It's twenty twenty now. They've got that. Really they built the apex. Now they're going to be talking about mm. the fight the hotel. But um, it's very exciting, super 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 exciting, and um, really really can't wait to see the next little bit. What's the next event? Uh, next event is I'm sure the next event is Saturday. Alistair Overeem v Sakai or something. Oh yeah, the Bra- the Brazilian guy. Yeah, yeah, Sakai. Yeah, yeah, heavyweight, really good. But um, from last night, Rakic beat. Oh yeah, sorry, go beat on. Anthony Smith. Yeah, what uh, you been by decision? Decision, bit of a shutout, really. Yeah, yeah, just kept him. <coughs> I feel like Anthony Smith's kind of doing a little bit of a, yeah, a bit is, of a down thing now. Um, Rakic comes out low calf kicks. And uh, Andy Smith corner trying to attempt to get into boxing range. Andy Smith lands one clean right hand. Doesn't like it was a big shot, but didn't do damage. No. Um, Rakic just does. Brett Johns for fifteen. Does he? Yeah, and, and just. Why was he fifteen? I don't. I don't know why he was a fifteen. It was a fifteen-minute fight main event, which was weird. I tell you, what, I was really impressed last night with Neil Magny. Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. Uh, this this fight didn't go the way I thought it'd go. Rest wrestled. Honestly, what if what jab jab um, kept him arranged with the jabs like not some front kicks was was Lolo was trying to come in and then when Lolo would come in would clinch up yeah um, Muay Thai yeah Thai clinch, clinch yeah with like nice elbows nice. whereas like people throw hooks from that range you just throw yeah. the elbows and then um, yeah he just lit dominated dom- landed a huge knee big mm. big big knee and just dominated Lola. And such a good performance from Neil Magny, who obviously has fought Craig White. Yeah, for Craig. Yeah. Who's fought Craig White? So fought some good guys, to be honest, Neil Magny has. Beaten good guys as well, Hector Lombard, people like that. He's beaten some really good I guys. I really impressed him last night, I really was. What's next for him, man? He said that last night on the thing with Felder, he just said, Look, give me someone in the top 10. I don't mind whoever's free, I'll fight them. Is it really? It's which interesting. Is quite, which is quite dangerous. And then. Like I was saying to, you know, so I was saying to Source last night, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, you look at Robbie Lawler. Yeah. It's only, like, two years ago or whatever, he was the title Lawler. And now he's down to 13th, and he was 13th. Magni was 14th, he just got beaten. And you're looking, like, the swing of two yeah. years of your life, or two years in the fight game is massive. And all fairness to Robbie Lawler, though, he beat legitimate good guys there, didn't he? You know, like that's that's the, sometimes you know the ball bounces the way you want it to, and sometimes it doesn't. So lucky. Um, okay, that's. Um, I think that's that's that on the on the UFC. Obviously, you know the news of John Phillips getting a fight and also Corey McKenna getting a fight is is brilliant. Um, obviously, you've just got to wait now for me and Jack and the other Jack. Marshman and Shaw. Just clear up the show with me, boys. Now, and we'll be okay. I, I like. I, I think if I if I can pick when we'll be fighting, mm. I see every Welsh UFC athlete fighting between the months of October and November. That's what I see. But we'll see. Um, moving on to how many minutes we got on this? Uh, three. 
Oh, the three left? Yeah. Okay, we got something quickly. We'll move on to football the next bit, but we will talk about this. Swansea City. New kit. Jack Army. Jack Army new kit. <clears throat> the controversial new kit. Yeah, what's your thoughts on it? You don't like it? I don't know. I'm, I'm touch and go sometimes. I think I'd have to just... I think the home kit is just... The home kit. Yeah, home I kit guess it is It is what it is. Um, I saw a fantastic photo of Messi in the new kit. Put a Messi on there. He said he's coming to Swansea, spotted outside Rossi's chip shop. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know what. I think, look, it's nice, it's different, but you know, some of the hardcore fans are a bit like. I, I've spoken to a, a few people, and like, I, people don't like change. Just a general thing, and you know, people don't like change, especially if you're Welsh, they tend to not like change. I spoke to a guy, and he said, I've only ever liked one kit. One kit. And it was the. Swansea City with the gold, I think it was like the hundred years. Oh yeah, the centenary. They like they liked some some people like that. Some people didn't like that. Yeah. There was like loads with them. I love the yellow jersey. Some yeah, people, I, yeah, I some people lovely. liked it. Some <clears throat> people didn't like. You, you're gonna get your haters. Um, my first initial reaction was it's it's all, it's all right. But now looking at it more, and obviously she's speaking a corner all us about it. Yeah. I like I like the kit. I do like the away kit. It's something a bit different. It is different. I like them two colours. Uh, it's it's an unusual pattern, but um, a lot of people are gonna. That that's like that mentality of not liking a change, and they want to uh, want to see something that they they used to. But you can't have the same kits all the time. What was your opinion on the the black and blue kit last season? The way you see the way you went, the black and turquoise green. Oh, that one. Yeah, it was alright. Like I said, like they they just you know like put it this way: every team's got traditional home kit, and they usually. Go and do try and do something a bit special or a bit yeah. different with your weekend. Yeah, of course they should though. Which is fine. Like I, I'm, I'm not that ma- ma- a massive, you know, sort of massive deal to me. But like the one last year, I thought it was nice. I, I didn't think it was overly thing. It was nice. It was different. I like different. Yeah. I'm a bit like yeah, I like different. This one, I'm just a bit like mm, I can't quite. Mm, I can't quite. Maybe if I see it in person, it's a bit different, but I've just seen one thing. The colours look really thin, and I don't know if they've edited the pictures and stuff. Maybe they probably might have done that. Yeah. But so are you saying, are you going here or here for the new... Not even home kits. The home kits, all right, then it? I'm there. What, with the home kit? Oh, the home kit's fine, yeah. It's home yeah, kit's yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, but the away kit, you are... I'm there. No, 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 no. That's a I'm a Brett on the fence. No, no, no on the fence of this one. It's either a yay or uh, an a. Look, at the minute... Mate, if I was back 2,000 years ago in Rome, in the Colosseum, and then the guy's got the guy here and he says, shall I kill him? And you go like this. <laughs> looking <laughs> st- you looking stupid. No, I think... Look, I think... Up this. I go 3 to one and we just show what we think. Alright, in a minute. Three, two, one. There we are. This is the kit you want, Pat. Yeah. Right. Last time someone wore that kit, Lee Trundle highlights in his hair. <laughs> right, we gotta go. We gotta go. Peace out. Part two coming up. Alright, welcome to part two. My, that's my best Cardiff City um, accent there. Um, what are we up to next, Ash? Oh, this is the Yorbit. This is the, the Orbit. Jack Army. The ja- <laughs> the Jacks. The Jacks. So, a uh, couple of transfer news, baby. Mark Way back for season-long loan from uh, Chelsea. He was with us last year. All right. They've extended his loan. 
which is brilliant, considering Van der Horn has gone, I believe. We talked about that before, but there we are. Thomas Frank and the Dutch crew. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Woodman's back on loan as well. Yeah, we did. Didn't we know that, know that anyway? Or? Well, no, we were it was touch and go, wasn't it? Was it? Back now. Oh, right, okay. Okay, I thought I thought he was a, a suit. No, no, he's, he's, he's back. Right. Uh, always brilliant. Who's a good top top geezer? Ah, right. This kid, Morgan Gibbs White. Yeah, come from Wolves. Um, I don't. To be honest, with you, I don't know much about him. Seems um. You're right behind them all. Yeah, he seems like the Wolves fans on, on like uh, all over Twitter and stuff are happy that um, he's come to us and says he's a decent player. So I'm hoping they're right. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we know about Norton. He's got a contract extension, which I think he deserves. Yeah, it was another season, though, isn't it? Just a season. Just a season, they, yeah. They've, uh, yeah. They've got him for a season. Uh, Jamal Lowe from Wigan. Um, he scored a lot of goals in League One for Pompey. Right. Before, not last season, but before. We've seen before move to Wigan. That that does not, not con- doesn't concern me, but like... League One's a bit, a bit of a, bit of a shadow in it. Like at the end of the day, the two, two biggest sides in League One, Portsmouth, Sunderland. Yeah, them two are the biggest. Yeah, who else is there? They're probably the biggest ones. Well, biggest w- fan. Wigan, weren't they? But obviously they come they've, up. They've gone up. Wigan have gone down. Yeah, which was a bad one for them. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, scoring. I feel like scoring goals at League One, for him, being with a big club is going to be. You know. You should, you should be doing that, shouldn't he, really? He's got a couple of goals for Wigan. I don't know what. I don't know how many exactly. I'll be honest with you. Well, well when he was in Championship, in see that's the difference now. When he's scoring loads yeah. of goals in League One and then obviously coming to Championship, and like obviously people are going, oh well. I don't know the goals. exact figures, but um, I can find that out. But obviously, it's interesting now that the two Wigan strikers, yeah, Cardiff had one, Kiefer Moore, Kiefer Moore, yeah. And we had Jamal Lowe, another Wigan striker, and what I've heard is. And I've got to be totally honest here, is that the people feel like Cardiff have had the better cut. Better deal? Yeah, they feel like Cardiff have had the better skewer in um, Kiefer Moore. Um, but still, still, look, it's going, to have its, it's going to have its pros and cons signing two strikers in the same team, but one to Cardiff at the Swansea. One, you've got, you, Jamal Lowe will, will know exactly how Kiefer Moore plays. Yeah, yeah. And like obviously, in all fairness, with the when when I was talking to some of the Cardiff fans, did they sign Kiefer Moore? Technically, for the Swans fans, that was a bit of a bad signing when we when we play them. Someone who's strong up yeah. top, and, and especially from set plays, you can score headers and stuff. But I guess when you play with someone who knows the way you play, yeah, that's gonna put a damper. I think obviously uh, the boys know as well. Uh, the you know the Welsh boys that play for. Uh, Wales will probably have a better idea because they'll probably have to be defended yeah. against him in training and stuff for Wales. But um, the fixtures, that's the thing. That's exactly what I'm going on right now. Right, what games are you looking forward to this season? I'm going to tell you mine. The chances are I won't be able to make this game because is- I'm away. I've got a beer, but... Alright then, come on in. Let's have a look. Right, so... Couple of games. First things first. We better mention this. It's a shame that there's no crowd allowed. Yeah. EFL Cup first round. Swansea City versus Newport County in what's the name of the, the Swansea ground? Swansea City. What's the name of the ground? Rodney Parade. Isn't it? Rodney Parade. That's it. Yeah. In 
up in uh, Newport. The first Newport. best team in Wales against, well, either the second or fourth. I want to say that, huh? Well, who's second then? Well, obviously it'd be Cardiff. No, no, no. Then it'd be Wrexham. No, I'd say... Then it'd be TNS. <laughs> then it'd be Kevin Druid. Carnarvon, <laughs> Bangor. Yeah. Pen Cloud AFC, and then probably Pen just Cloud. underneath. Ponder de Lice Thirds. <laughs> then Newport. <laughs> I'm joking, I that. I, I, I love Newport. I, I, whenever Newport play, I do support them, especially when the FA Cup, they had a good run the FA Cup as last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, Beat they Leicester. Well I played Man City. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. So, obviously, I'm looking forward to that game. It's, a, it's an absolute gutter that nobody gets to go up to watch that game. Might just go up to Newport next Saturday just for a little scout. Just <laughs> go just go in the local bar and watch it from the fence. But, um, no, I'm excited for that. So, that's, that's number one. That's the 5th of the 9th, which is the 5th of September. Um... Then obviously, I think after that, then the season starts. Then the Saturday after, we're playing Preston um, on the twenty sixth of September, which is four days before your birthday. We're playing Wickham home, so obviously the new, new, newly promoted side. It's a good job we're not going off this. So it's the two thousand and nineteen fixtures. I'm trying to see some away games, away a little away days. Um, we should be good to go on. Twenty fourth of October, Bristol City away. Uh, that'll be a nice one to go to. I've been to two of them games. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy going oh, up there. The trip was brilliant. The game was nil nil. What a pain in the, 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 the both, ass. The both was. games. It was a good day out. You know, people asking me about the, them games. They were a cracking little day out, and uh, I enjoyed both of them. Really good. Um, the next one, obviously, is one that I would have depended on when I'm fighting. That's the one I'd like to go. This is the third of November. Brentford versus Swansea. In the, in the new ground in Brentford so that would be a, a good one um, and then December is actually a good month for, for Swansea away so we got Cardiff City on the 12th yeah. so that's 12th of December and then on Boxing Day right QPR away that's a good trip QPR yeah I, but everybody's told me I've never been to QPR away but everybody's told me that's a good trip uh, and obviously we got like Rotherham, 30th of January, that would be a, a different one, I guess. Um, I'm trying to look here. Luton, the 13th of March. Cardiff City home, 20th of March, 2021. Nice um, my favourite little away day, really, is um, Millwall Swansea. That's on the 10th of April, 2021. And, uh, oh... Last game of the season, Watford away. And that would be the 8th of May 2021. So, we got some good little, um, some really, really good little away days there. Um, like, I guess it's easy for me to say that, you know, we didn't want to, not that we didn't want to go to Premier League, but there's better games in the Championship because I generally do feel like there's better little trips. Don't get me wrong, the quality of football is not probably the same, but um, the trips away, trips good, yeah. yeah, the trips away are absolutely fantastic, and they, do you know what I mean? So sometimes just we end up with the Premier League, it's just like oh, everyone wants to go and watch Man City and stuff. Yeah, I'd rather go to Wickham away. And we're celebrating things like draws and stuff. It's just a bit of a bit yeah. of a pain, really, isn't it? But um, so that's that there. Um, <coughs> we have got plenty of time left, have we? Oh, we got plenty of time, mate. So wait there, what's next? Well, say if you're sticking to football. Yeah. Don't, Mess. don't. Messi's transfer request. Yeah, right. You don't need to talk about that. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> so where's Messi going, Ash? Can't tell me. Because clear? I'm not winding you up. I saw one of the boys sent me a photo. Yeah. One of the Swans boys. 
not saying his name. Yeah. I've seen him in a Swansea City kit, right? <laughs> I have. I've been sent it all week. I don't know if it's true or not. Announce Mercy. Cooper, announce Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, so where do you see him going? Man City? Yeah, I think Man City and PSG are the, um, they're the runners, I think, and they so his, his, that massively kills me. His like, out-of-contract cause money thing is 829 million. Yeah, but there's a bit of a, uh, there's a, bit of a catch in it. So, in Messi's contract, he's allowed to leave Barcelona... He has the option to leave Barcelona right. after every season finishes. Okay. As soon as he goes in and has a pre-season test and thing, contract runs through again. Right. So if he wanted to put a request in, he can leave without anyone having to pay his clause, the £700 million clause. But wow. if he if he wanted to leave Barcelona, he can say, I want to leave... And nobody has to pay his release clause, he can leave. So, so he's come out and said he wants to leave? He's come out and said he wants to leave, but there's this tricky situation now. Barcelona, I think, are saying there's a bit of a grey area because they're like, well, when the contract is signed, the season will be over, but the season wasn't over. Do you understand me? Because the, COVID, oh, the, the se- COVID, the season has run on. So the season would be over, already. it would have been way over already. Right. Do you, understand, do, you know, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But now, yeah. obviously, the season's like just his last game was the day, and he put his transfer request in before the last game. Right. So, from a Barcelona point of view, that that's like a £700 million conversation. That's a lot of money, yeah. So, like, if, if he, if I don't know, it's all, I'm assuming Barcelona should do the right thing, and if Messi wants to go, they should just let him leave. Yeah, but then again, £700 million is £700 million. <laughs> Yeah? yeah, just like twenty Actually, quid. Yeah, 20 if someone quid. walked in here and I'd say, "Can I take back seven hundred million? Have give me twenty quid, sir?" Just get my hair. <laughs> Talking about that, then. Okay, obviously, you haven't got this written down, but you got Suarez leaving. Yeah, meant to be. Where's he going? I've heard rumours. <laughs> well, he's, I... go- he's going to my 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 twin club. Yeah, he's going to the mighty Inter Miami. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard rumours. I heard, I heard Messi was going there. Suarez and Rodolfo Bizarro up top, like. By the way, <sighs> Reds adopted club. <sighs> Disgusts me. Just want to take this time and uh, apologize <laughs> and say congratulations to Inter Miami. On their first win! <laughs> oh, hey! Oh, boys, Get in there! Up at Pizarro! Elvis, do you see his celebration as well? Yeah, yeah um, obviously for people who don't know, me and Ashley are major, major, major MLS soccer fans. Yeah. And uh, we've, we've, well, Philadelphia Union, we've done the Well, we watched Philadelphia Union play Orlando City. Orlando City seems to be, like to me, my Cardiff City at the minute. <laughs> yeah? So Inter Miami, if you if you follow the MLS, Inter Miami lost their first two games of the season. They played LAFC, they played Atlanta. The Atlanta game was really really close. Was it Atlanta? Or was it Washington? I can't remember. It was one? I think it might be Washington actually. And they lost both games. Um, the second game there was a lot of con- controversy. I think that's what you controversy. Said. Controversy. And then they also did this cup thing, didn't they? The COVID. Yeah, yeah. Because the season was called shocks the COVID nineteen, so they did this this cup thing. We had three games. We played Philadelphia Union, Orlando City, and the last one was Columbus Columbus Crew. He, he is he's Columbus the man Crew. When it comes Columbus to MLS. Crew. And uh, we lost all 
all all three games in that. So first five games, five losses for David Beckham's into Miami, and then we um, we had a game against Orlando City on Saturday. Just gone, Julian Carranza, Argentine international youngster, two goals in the first like twenty minutes, and the main man, the man that you love, <laughs> the love to hate, and the man that I love. Okay, Rudolfo Pizarro. Scores a goal. Uh, I think then Orlando, Orlando City come back. And I think we were basically into Miami one three two, and Nani scored the eightieth minute goal. Actually. Did he Orlando for Orlando? Yeah, Nani scored, um, and then Rodolfo Pizarro jumped into the crowd and had a and had a selfie video photo thing with um with a cardboard cut out of one of the fans. So um, which was brilliant. Yeah, it was good. I think yeah, that, I, I'm not sure if that's the start. I'll have a look now. Give me two seconds. I'm not sure if that's the start of the new season. It was actually Brett the cardboard cut that was. We'll show you. We'll show you the picture. <laughs> oh, actually, actually. Oh wait, there. No, 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 no. Oh, actually, apparently them, them games that we um, we played. Yeah, the, the sorry, I've I've been mistaken here. This MLS season hasn't actually finished. They played the three games, didn't they? And lost them three games in that tournament. It's, it's part of the actual... Oh, we're, we're the strongest team in the division holding every other team up. <laughs> Where are they? 17th? No, no, no. They're 14th, man. 14th. Yeah, there's only 14 in there, but still, that's not the point. So basically, what happens is, I, I'm guessing, is that we picked up that first win against Orlando City. Um, but obviously, the five games previous where we lost, we lost them. Um, so at the minute we are last with three points, but we've just beaten a side who is fourth, which is Orlando City. There's a lot of good teams there, um, and all fairness, when we played in that tournament, we played two, three, and four. So that's you know not a really fair assessment, in Miami. But there we go. That's um, obviously the, the Miami MLS talk. Um, wait there, matches, up and coming matches for. For Inter Miami, first things first, we are playing um, Nashville. It says tomorrow at one thirty, but I think that's tonight at one thirty. So Nashville are a brand new side as well in the MLS. I think it's their first season as well as Inter Miami's playing tonight. Nashville are one above us in the league. Another win there, and we're uh, we're laughing. We're getting out of there then. So um, we're really looking forward to seeing the progression of Inter Miami. Up Alonso. What else, sir? What else we got on the? Maybe we'll just start talking. Well, I don't. Know. What we got? We got two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes to talk about something. Two minutes to stare at each other's eyes like Jack and what's it? Are you right, Dwayne? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. I miss him, boys. He's been away for a week. You know what I mean? Let's see. That's a, well, oh, a week. I actually have got one thing. What? Tune of the week. Tune of the week. You've got to pick two now. I should have one for no, last week. No, no, this week. Last week's one's done. I put one online which one is. This week's one is something a bit different. Not many people have probably heard of this group. But um, I will put on my social media so you guys can have a look. It is the Skinner Brothers. And the song's called Away Days. Have you heard of it? See, that's what I mean, see? These people don't know. I'm on bigger things at the minute. Enlighten them. So there's a group um, 
Oh, believe it or not, actually one of the guys that I know, Alan Alan Jones, who did that was actually in the music video with them for this for this specific song. And this uh he actually runs um away day apparel. So um yeah, that's it. So if you want to check it out, I'll put a link on my um social media. The song is called Away Days by the Skinner Brothers. So check that out. This um it's a, a newish band. I think last week's one was was the Stone Roses. I want to be adored. Um, obviously, it's going to be mixing up between new and old songs. But this week's tune of the week on the Anyone Get a Podcast, the Skinner Brothers Away Days. See you in part three. Part three. <coughs> Just ruined it for me. He ain't ready, so and I ain't waiting. I I ain't ready, <laughs> and I ain't waiting. God. <coughs> Right, what are we moving on to? Ashley's been on the Weetabix this morning. He's he's been on the Brave Sausages, haven't you, boy? Tell you what, son. I ain't, I ain't 165 pounds anymore. I must be 177, 179. Well, what's happening then? What's happening? Do you know what? Enough about me. What's happening with you? <clears throat> Nothing, mate. When is... What? When is Ashley Johns yeah. having his first dust up in the cage? <laughs> That's uh, the, that's what I want to know. That, that's that's the question. So the boys you want to know, they're like, oh, when's your brother gonna pull his finger out? I said, oh, you really? The only thing I'm pulling my finger out is a big hole in my ass at the minute, boys. <laughs> Mister, St- will you explain what it is? Basically, guys. <laughs> basically, <laughs> gonna... guys. I was getting um, we were out in Abu Dhabi, and I was getting my um, head kicked in, my neck strangled, and head beaten by Tank and the Pikey, and the Pikey gave me a free um. A free gift to go with, and it was. Uh, but it wasn't from me for starters. Don't stop. The pipe gave me a, a staff infection, which went to my leg, and I had to get sorted out in Dubai, well, Abu Dhabi, sorry. Come back, it went from my leg to my backside, my ass cheek, exactly, my left one. And uh, I was in hospital for three days, and. Oh, God. Cry me a river. And I had to have it cut out. God, I always used to say it. You'd be like, I'm with a staff affection. I would literally put the picture up on the podcast. No, we'd be taken off. But I think we might be taken off. It looks like I mean, with a double barrel shotgun. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a bad one. But, but as soon as I get back training with with my 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 mates. Oh, up with my mates. Oh, shout out, shout out to you on Harris as well. You on Harris, oh. up and comer. He's 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 gonna start strangling a couple of people for long. Well, do you explain why? He's a top geezer for a start. That's but you don't you don't give him a shot because he's top geezer. Congratulations on your first amateur win. Yeah. First amateur, first fight, first amateur win. Well done, well done, Johan. Well, the boys are here, twenty-four. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> right. Top guys, yeah. Top guys. So obviously Ashley has told me now, and he's telling everybody watching. What? Will you this this year? This year, mate. I got a bloody I got a daughter due December the eighth. Like so, she can watch. I'll hold her. I'll just give her. Oh, a co- I'll give her a corner T-shirt. <laughs> She'll have the sponsor Pop logo. The Pop the corner. Listen, when I get some training in, I'm happy. Look at you. You're like, oh, I'm having a daughter. You tell me with Jerry Cinema when she's going on your shoulder. She be like, <laughs> well, she would. She be like six months old on your shoulders and Jerry Cinema. Oh, she did twelve. Be like, why didn't you take me? <laughs> right. All right. Then okay. So. So that's me. I will. I yeah. will. Are you, are you, I t- promise the viewers. You have my will. word. I will get in there. Oh, 
you'll get okay. And what will you do? Because you can get in there being referee. Why do so much? You can you can go in there and be a referee. So technically, you were promised the viewers that you will have a. Well, fight. I can go in there. Just no. You gotta say, I promise to the viewers that I will. Fight. Oh, I will. I will. I promise. I will. I see what I just said. I promise I will get in there and have a scrap. <laughs> I promise. Just let me get a bit fixed. I just don't fancy going in a welt to wait a minute. You're going to shoot for your life. Yeah. So, oh, I'm going to shoot for my life. It's a long 25 minutes. It's a long 25 minutes in there. I am going to shoot for my life. So, Omid, let's get his jiu-jitsu up, son. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, so, that's that old shit. What have we got to talk about? Oh, clothes, fashion. Can I start off, please? Yeah, go for it, son. Don't let me hold you back. Love it or hate it, collaborations. Yeah. And this is the second drop, I think. Don't quote me on this. I think this is the second drop or second collab that these guys have done. Liam Gallagher's old brand, Pretty Green, have teamed up with Umbro. Obviously, people will kind of, especially them hardcore Oasis fans, will know... Liam Gallagher's jumper he wore at Main Road, is it? Yeah, in Main Road. Um, the Umbro jumper he wore on stage. I'm pretty agree to kind of try to copy that little collab with Umbro. You know, it kind of was hit and miss. And I think, you know, I love Pretty Green as a brand. Um, I am more Umbro for, for years, probably since I was probably young playing football. Like I'm on about when I was single digit age. Like yeah, eight, nine. Yeah. So obviously it's got a bit of uh, this and that, I guess. But like I'm looking at the new stuff they brought out and I like it. And I probably will buy a piece there. I, I, I'm really liking the, um, they've got a tracksuit top and they've got like, uh, they've got Umbro one side and then they've got uh, Pretty Green on the other. So that's 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 really nice piece of kit to be honest. I'm looking at it right now. You're not going to be able to see, but that's it there. Yeah, you know? Maybe we can get a cut. We, I'll... I'll uh... I'm liking it, you know, and the price on it's not too bad. We're not talking. We're not talking about like kind of like a little bit of a uh, casual sort of jacket with a pretty green element into it, with the football element of Umbro. It is quite cool. Not too eighty-five quid on, on a tracksuit top. It's not going to break the, the the bank really. There is other stuff involved there. Um, there's some other stuff. So check that out. I think they're selling on pr- the Pretty Green website. Um, and maybe even the Umbro website as well. But um, that's the one I've seen at the minute. Oh, that's a bit, bit, bit better. Oh, I'll tell you what they've I've got here actually with this collab is the England 96, is it? No, no, not 96. No, 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 It's say, it should say, we'll figure it out. Yeah, 96, Euro 96. I thought it was. So they've got the Euro 96 sort of replica shirt, but it's the Umbro pretty green. Uh, I, I, I like that idea, obviously, you know, I'm not an English football fan, but um, but I like the idea of what they've done there, that's quite cool. And also kind of got a, what is it, like a, like a, like a, like a smock hoodie thing? I, I don't know. Yeah, they've got like a smock hoodie, which is kind of looks very, very similar to the actual one on Main Road. So there's a couple of good pieces there. Um, the price isn't too bad, I guess, but that's the... Pretty green sound of things. Some people like it, some people don't. I know that them um, hardcore Oasis fans love pretty green. Um, I, 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 I do like the tracksuit top, though. I'll be particularly... Uh, yeah, that's really, really nice. Really, really nice. So that's that for the, <coughs> the, the collaboration with Umbro. I've got the... We've got the three stripes now. Ah, right, yeah. These are, these are the new 
Adidas drops these, coming up. These are what dropped on the 27th. So these dropped Thursday. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, all them did. All them dropped Thursday. So, so obviously, they're just two different but ones. But the top one last. Yeah. So the first one is um, the Adidas BC Trainers. They did one which is like I think we I think we briefly spoke about it last time. It's um, obviously the BC trainer. They bought I think it's two pairs out so far on it. There was the blue and yellow, like a Stockholm yes, yes, color. Then they did a red and blue stripe one. Then these two were very same, both black stripes, black gum gum sole. One's blue, one's khaki. Um, and all fairness, they do look nice. Them trainers, the them BC trainers uh, drops. I can see a lot of like boys wearing it because of the colorway. Yeah, yeah, not the actual trainer I, I, itself. I like them yeah, the you like the colorway, not because of the trainer itself. Um, I think with a lot of Adidas trainers, especially with like boys who go to the football, they no, they stripe is khaki, like a darker khaki, I think. Maybe yeah, but the, but um, and then that and then there's the other one as well. The, 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 the blue one reminds you of like the the Adidas Manchester um, Marines. I think they call them Marine, where it's the exact same colorway as that. Not that sure. The, the yeah, other one, yeah. you know. Um, so that's the the BC trainer. Um, I bought a pair of these a few weeks back, but not not these ones. They've just dropped a pair of um, Adidas uh, SL seventy two Noahs. Um, to be honest, I'm they they are they are a nice trainer. I like the SL seventy two. It's got two bits of material on it. It's like a nice nylon material with the the suede on it. I like that sort of style. It reminds me of like the Adidas Country. I had a pair of them a few um, a few a few few years back. They're really nice. Lovely little colourway on it. It's like um, a light blue on the. Sorry, the, it's like a turquoise blue on the suede bit, and then the nylon bit. Then is like a, a normal blue. Really, yeah. that looks really nice. It's a different sort of trainer. But like I said, a lot of people, especially the youngsters coming coming to the football, they'll be buying the trainers for the colourway. Like I see that one selling more because of the colourway on it. Yeah, Do you understand what I'm saying? The black. That's just an all black with the with the white stripe through it. But that's that, and also two. Two, um, I say city series, but technically one of them's not actually a city, but it's a, it's a country, I guess. But the first one is the Adidas Japan's. I think they they priced 120 quid. Yeah, 120. They were a bit more expensive. Um, and also, we got a pair of Adidas Parises. Not the white ones that people fell in love with. We got the the blue with the red stripes. So, um, you know, we. When do you get that? What, eight, eight and a half, sir? Eight and a half, yeah. Eight and a, UK, eight and a half. Eight point fives. Um, we're going to announce it now? Yeah. We, what? Okay, so basically we're going to be doing a raffle. Yeah. Just for one pair of trainers. We'll put, I think, the trainers cost... 80 pounds, is it? 80 pounds. And if we do it at two quid a ticket... Something like that. There'll be 40 tickets. numbers, and then we'll do a random number generator... Um, and we'll see what we get with that. But it's just going to be a little bit of a giveaway, probably. Not every show, but we'll do... Yeah, we'll try we'll and do, get... We'll do it as often as we can, probably. Obviously, like, the Parises, they're a, they're, a, they're a good they're a good show. Yeah, I think, like, to be honest, like I said, when I put it on my social media, yeah. not many people were a fan, were they? No, no. 60% good? Yeah, 60% would think. But then again, 60% good. But then again, you're going to be... Um, 60% good, but then again, you're going to be, like... Uh, it is what it is. You can't, you can't, you can't keep everyone happy. They're, they're a pair of City Series Adidas. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're going to be, people might want to box them up, you know, we don't care what you do with them. 
Put them on, wear them, sell them. But hopefully, find find a Rangers find a Rangers fan, give it to them. I, I don't know, just do something. Hopefully, with them. what we're gonna try and do is like when the drops come out, because obviously we keep the date with the drops that we will enter a draw for the trainers, and then hopefully we can do like a little raffle, like a two pound raffle, so someone gets the pair of trainers for two, two quid, two quid, which we think is good, even if it's not your size. Um, sell them, sell them on, you know, swap them, you know what it's like. But that was what we're trying to do. We are going to try and... We, so we lend the draws to them. If we win, then we're happy to do like two two bun raffles just to... Yeah, we... we, we, we the Shanghai is obviously we're looking Yeah, at. now that's the difference, isn't it? Like, we're going to be buying... We're going to be buying these trainers and these raffles. And if we do win, then I guess we'll put them on the show. But technically... I'm going to want a pair of Shanghai trainers. <laughs> so, um, oh, you better buy a ticket for the I, raffle. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'll buy the trainers. Well, I hope I win them on the raffle. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll, we'll get something there. Um, okay, I'll put it out there then. I will put a raffle. We'll put a raffle in. The yeah, anyone can get a podcast, we'll put a raffle in for a pair of Shanghai's. I know they're going to be, they're going to sell quick. Yeah, very, if we can get quick. our hands on them, obviously. Yeah, but if we can't, we can't, you know. But if we do win the actual. You know, you'll do the raffle, I'll do the raffle. Yeah. The draw, yeah. you know, the draw. Like, but then again, four of us tried the draw for the uh, spares. The yeah, the Gallagher spares. That was like once. That was like that was a given. Yeah, in my opinion. You know, getting them Liam Gallagher spares yards was a big one. Uh, I did find my pair of Manchester GTs on yeah. eBay. Too expensive though. Not buying them. I'm old enough to the minute. But okay, and by the time I do buy them, they might bring a reissue out or something. Um, right. Okay. So, oh, so that you would have forgot. What's that? We get a fender. Talking about collaborations. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, big, 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 big collaboration news here. Um, we get a fender, a brand, obviously, who sponsors myself uh, and a few other fighters. I say a few, there's only two other fighters that really sponsor me, Jack Shaw, and Auburn Elliott. Um, they're doing a collaboration. Not with me, not with me. I am, no. I am, I am still trying, though. Um, but they are doing a collaboration with. Leo Gregory. For the people who don't know Leo Gregory, Bolva from Green Street. The main man. The main man. Everybody knows Bolva. Um, so basically, he's brought his own little collaboration out. Uh, I have seen some of the stuff previewed. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I some. like they it. Done shoot there. They've done their shoot in... Um, Ibiza. Yeah, they've done their shoot yeah. in Ibiza. It's got, it's, got own, it's got his own little signature on, on the chest, the Leo Gregory signature, which will be like a collaboration with Weekend Offender. I do like the jacket. Looks nice. Inside, nice inside. Um, yeah, Leo Gregory. We can find that. that looks lovely. Um, I see that going really well. I do see it going well. The same as the t-shirts. I got, a, I got a Leo Gregory t-shirt. I made sure of it, you know. But his collaboration with Weekend Offender is is going to be a big move, especially in that casual clothing scene. And like Weekend Offender is quite big in Eastern Europe. Yeah, they love that sort of thing. So I. I do see I'm that. Excited for that one as well. Be yeah, I'll be grabbing definitely grabbing a few things from there, and also in the process trying to work on my one. Um, I will be trying to think of different ideas to um, to put forward for that. But um, I guess we can say congratulations to Leo Gregory for, for getting it done. You know, fair yeah. play to him. He's always he's been a very very loyal supporter of Weekend Offender over the years, and um, and like I said, it's nice to see him actually teaming up with them. And I and I do generally like the people who have got. We can find a pieces. We'll realize that the quality is is really good. It's not expensive, you know. And um, you, what you see, what you get, really. I've I've got some awesome pieces, you know. What's your What's your favorite like piece 
for weekend offender. That one we broke down. If you, if we, the one we broke down. Oh, on yeah, the, on the episode. The scar, the scar, is it? The, the scario. No. Oh, the Devito's one you got. Yeah, that's that. That's the one I I like. I mean, the one with the mosquito mask. Yeah, but the one, that, but obviously the weekend offend Jack as we broke down on. Um, yeah, the Devi- on um, episode the one. Scar, 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 I think it's called. But um, also, like, I'm a big fan of their actual like t-shirts, the the, the t-shirts they do and stuff. So. Yeah, they, don't, they just don't want to do a Swansea City t-shirt for the fall. They, they did. I said they did do one, but they had a footprint in the middle of it. Not a big fan of it, like you I mean. Um, but yeah, so I think that's you know the good thing with clothing is that so there's something always dropping around the corner. Um, I might do a poll. What does everybody think about my hat? I'm getting some bad reviews at the gate. I'm getting <laughs> some bad ones. I like Fall Haven. This is a bit of a you know, mountain sort of mountaineering sort of like brand. I like that. Um, but um, yeah, check check them out as well, guys. But the fifth of September. Well, I think the fourth of the draw. The fifth of September is the clones. Oh, the 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 clones. I can't even say. I got a pair of them. They were the first. The Adidas clones. The first pair of City Series trainers that I bought. Now these are different though. These are different color. I had a pair of light, uh, the the blue cons with the white stripe. These, if I'm not mistaken, got the yeah the red stripe through it. Yeah. You want that one? I got that one there. Yeah, yeah. which is the one that people know the home for. This is a different trainer. This is the one with the the red stripe going through the middle. Um, when's that? The fourth. Fourth, I think the other thing about the f- the fifth. In From the size. Uh, yeah. Because that'd be one to look out for, especially because of the other ones. The cons that I had were stunning, lovely, lovely trainer. So um, that would be one to watch out for as well. Shanghai's though, I will. Do you know what we'll do? We'll have a look at both. We'll try and put a bid in for or a raffling for both of them. We'll go for the cons and we'll go for the Shanghai's. Let us know what you guys think as well. What, yeah. What, what trainer do you think we should try and get our hands on? And like I said, and if we and if we miss out on anything, if we miss out on like drops or something that people think it's worth mentioning. I know the Stone Island are bringing up their uh, winter their winter stuff soon. Um, I've seen a couple of Lamy Flock jackets, sort of style jackets, which are really nice. Um, don't be afraid just to pop us a message. At the end of the day, we want to talk about these things. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's coming up in the next few months from the bigger brands, such as Stone Island CP Company, but also, you know, the smaller brands involved as well. But... Um, and a couple of other ones you should be checking out, obviously with Plurimus and stuff like that. Checking out them. Uh, Nairmen's another one. There's a few There's a few there, so check them out. But really looking forward to seeing the winter, winter stock of Stone Island CP Company. Obviously, Weekend Offender, they drop and stuff all the time. Yeah, they don't, them, really. them guys don't stop, like, you know. But, um, yeah, that's that. Okay, so we're going to go into part four for Q&A stuff. Part four, final part. We're going to the nitty gritty stuff here with the Q and A question answer. Would you like to read them out, actually? Yeah. Sit back, will you? Oh, sorry. He's he's only knew you a drum after this one. Right then, son. Here we go, baby. Right, a couple of Q and A's from the Instagram. We're gonna do it from Instagram for, uh, from now on. It's way, it's way easier. Isn't it? Way easier. A lot of people will, uh, come in that way rather than like, getting people to comment and stuff. I just think it's a lot easier. So, what was the furthest you've gotten from Seb.po4? Do you try it again? What Seb? 
Okay, Seb, right? Seb. Po4. Yeah. What's the furthest you've gotten in judo? Your biggest achievement? Surely you've beaten me in that tournament. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my Beating biggest. My, flags twice. My, 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 <laughs> my biggest achievement. We've had we've had a few dust ups in the mat, haven't we? Right, me and Brett have fought twice before. No, 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 no. I think twice. Twice. Two Welsh opens or two Welsh. No, shows. it's not then. It's three times. And it went all the way to flags, and they gave it to him. <laughs> No, one of them was a BJC competition. Yeah. I hit the quarters with you. One on flags. <laughs> one on flags. Wins a win, right? The wins a win. I said no penalties, basically. I, I, I said I said I say that about the Montel fight. They didn't do well, but a wins a win. But yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Beat Ashley on flags. My first ever judo competition or judo fight where I got a medal was in Kamarden Judo Club. Yeah. And I fought you. And how did you do it? Beat you, I think I threw for 10 as well. What? No, that would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're not a cat. You're landing your feet. Every time you that would have happened. And, and I remember, okay, look at this sort of little mad story. I remember this. I doubt you remember. We were in Camarthen, uh Judo Club, and I remember I remember my stepfather, Andrew Burt, he said to you or something, give me the keys to the car. Go out the car, unless you remember this, go out the car and get me something. I remember we were doing Judo on the mat, and you went to the car and grabbed something. And then, it might, I don't think it was Darian, it couldn't have been Darian, it, was, it must have been you, we were young. And um, so all we heard was crying, so someone went outside, and we were all on the mat, on the mat quiet. And you said, and like, I saw you, someone goes, oh, are you right? And you went, I've dropped my dad's keys on the drain, do you remember that? Oh, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, 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 I was just saying, you dropped the keys on the drain, but um, that, was, that was one time that me and you had there. So have you ever beat me in a judo competition? No, but there's no buts. Right. I'm gonna take the butt out. I've never beaten him in a judo contest. He beat me three times on flag. He did not throw me for ten. Never happened. But if you're talking about us to in the gym, I used to plaster him about the gym. And the three times we we fought, he beat me three times. And let me tell you one thing to the people watching. Only matters. Only matters when you're on the night boys. When the lights come on, they matters. And we're not talking about the house. Street fights because then I'm I'm probably zero one fifteen there, but uh, <laughs> on the mat due to when it counted, I yeah, delivered. He did, he did. Now my biggest achievement though. Yeah. You, I've got to mention that. No, too. no, I did. Um, believe it or not, it's not even that good, but I'm happy with it. Let me guess. Is it the one uh, in Kent? Not Kent. Yeah, Lakeland. Yeah. I, I, that was probably my best medal, but my best achievement. Now we're on, wasn't it? My best medal was getting um, the Lakeland Open. It was a Kendall up in like towards the north of England. And um, I lost my first fight and I had to win like six fights for a bronze medal, which I which I did. Graft. That was out of a graft. They come off the mat, cry my eyes out. I was chuffed I won a bronze medal. That's what I was like as a kid. But um, now I'd be like, oh my god, bronze. I'm the second, I'm the, I'm the second loser, not even the first yeah, loser. Can't be first loser. And um, my, my biggest achievement would probably be, towards the end of my judo sort of career, um, I lost for bronze in the... In the British closed uh, under twenties, I lost against a boy called Joe Wharton, who had the nastiest pair of cauliflowers I've ever seen. Oh, they were bad. <coughs> so basically, he um, he picked up um, the bronze medal. I lost a bronze, but it was definitely one of the biggest things. So I, I felt like turn up to that judo competition. I wasn't even meant to. Me- I wasn't even meant to get that far. So I'd say fifth under twenties. Um, I think Curtis Dodds might have actually won a bronze that time. 
Ewan and Bronson. I think, oh, maybe a silver. I can't remember. I, I remember me and Curtis in the same category for that for that week. But yeah, I fought my heart out that day and um, come away with um, a fifth, which I'm chuffed about. Come away with a big fat nothing. Oh, and, oh <laughs> I, 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 no, big nothing. Um, UK school games. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's first good. one. I had um, and I was oh wow, I was on the podium with some good judo players. Sean Holt had a bronze. Curtis Dodge had a silver, and Lewis Keeble won gold. Yeah, I remember Lewis Keeble. Yeah, Lewis Keeble, Lewis Keeble, man. That's you all about me beating you three times. Yeah. That was me and Lewis Keeble. Now touch Lewis Keeble. I think he was a rough fighter, really good. And he was like really good training partners with like um, Kane Charig and stuff as well. But um, no, the, the, the old judo days were good. I did a camp in Kendall. Did you do a camp? No. Did a judo camp in Kendall. Oh, it was rough. It was really rough, like, yeah. Not for me. But um, yeah, that's the that was probably my best achievement. Fifth, uh, UK close in the 20s. Right, 50 years old from Abergavenny and looking to start BJJ, where's best to go? Um, there's loads of gyms in that area, you know. You know, at the end of the day, if, like me personally, now I travel about an hour and a half every day to get to Abertillery because of um, the level of training up there is absolutely incredible. So, obviously, you know, I'm biased while shaky and the team there. Um, you can make your own decision, there's loads of gyms around that area. But um, I think you got like at the top of my head Newport MMA, you got Celtic Pride. I think you got a few few different gyms. But like obviously myself, I'm I'm really loyal to like Shaky and the team there. There's a fantastic group of lads up there. We're quite it's quite relaxed. There's a good crack, it's a good laugh, and you got so many different bodies and body types up there that it's a it's a really fun environment to be around. So you know if you're asking me personally, I would say um, I would say yes, MMA. Get up there. Get, get up there. Get and roll with shakes. He'll, he'll, oh. he'll teach you a couple of things. Oh, no, no, he will, huh? The old man strengthen him. Right. Uh, what else? Let's have a look at someone else. Let's have a look at You're trying to pick the ones with no swearing and no. Oh, we no. had a couple of. Uh, we had some bad ones, man. We did have some you know, ones. Maybe we should do like a over 18 one and just say about. No, because then we'd be off the air by the next day. Oh, this is um, from Howell Chaplin, MC. The best fights that were never made. Hmm. I know, I know, I know Howell Chaplin. Mm. I'm sure, I'm sure Howell Chaplin does the cage watch. Yeah, MC, yeah. Um. Is he on about Welsh MMA? Is he on about just like you know? Oh, just, general? It just says the best fights that were never made. It, it'd have to be. It'd have to be Tony and Habib. I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a bit, that would be a big one. Um, another one, John Jones, Brock Lesnar. They were mentioning that one. John Jones, uh, not John Jones, uh, Dan Conway versus Brock Lesnar. There's a few fights there which I felt like, I'm trying to think of, the, of any ones of the smaller weight guys. Oh, poof, there's, there's loads. I, you know, I'm trying to think of the top of my head now, though. I'd say the ones you mentioned there. Yeah, I think uh, if you're going to ask me the biggest one, that's going to be um, Tony Ferguson versus Habib. You know, I definitely see uh, that being the biggest fight that never happened. And will be for a long time. Oh, and also Ankle Evan Kutubela. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Love your work, top man, topic idea. Could, could season tickets holders watch live with masks? 
I don't mind mind you, I'll say I don't know, but then again It's not bad India. We played yesterday and had fans for the first time ever. Yeah, you told me that I didn't. Brighton. Yeah, two and a half thousand people and they worked off a loyalty sort of thing where they obviously not everybody could have their tickets, I guess. But they're the loyalty guys, social distance and um at the end of the day I'm a big fan of football support really and I love the fact that the the old environment of football and even like talking to some of the players like speaking to to Ollie and to Corner and stuff like that and they're saying how much of a big massive difference it's been without having the crowd there. They say look, you know, you've got the noises in some stadiums but they say they say themselves it's, it's not the same. So, you know, it, it's nice to start seeing like teams like Brighton and start putting them 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 things in there and then putting them things in place ready for the fans. But um yeah, I think we're gonna start to do it where the face masks make the difference. The only problem with face masks, I guess, is obviously the naughty boys in the football ground. You can't oh, see I their can't face. I can't wait to wear a face mask. <laughs> you can't see their face, can you? So, um, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, to stop the infection, I can see it being a good idea. Um, how long will it take before fans will be allowed to watch football? That I don't know. But um, I guess Brighton have put the, <coughs> the right precautions in. Top five Goyer teachers. Now, I can name you. Oh, 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 who said that? Joe Gale. Joe Gale. Top five Goyer teachers. Have they got to be in order? Uh, listen, I could go uh, on. No, no, you can't. No, no. I ain't got top. I ain't got a top one. No, you ain't got top one. I got top five. Actually, Adrian Kerr, top banana. Right, okay. So, my top five teachers in school. And when I say these names, I don't want you to disagree. Oh, I would disagree with every single no, one. I want you to keep quiet when I talk to these people. <laughs> um, I like Miss Gimlet, my maths teacher. <laughs> she didn't teach you much. <laughs> Sh- mate, whoa, 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 what you want? Say that again. Say it again. Because you know I come back with that, would not it? Tell. Okay, okay. Let's, t- let's tell the viewers. How many GCCs have you got? I know, I lost count after you lost count after, after zero. <laughs> lost count after zero, right? I got seven, right, okay? Don't get me wrong, they were all C's, but I got seven. I was unexpected to, I got seven, right? And maths was one of them. So Miss Gimlet would be one of my favourite teachers. Um, Mr. Tanucci. Yeah, he's... By he's the way, he said he'd love to have a grab with you. Oh, Tanucci? Yeah. Well, tell him where I live in. Oh, mate, he fill you in. Mr. Tanucci. Uh, die long. Yeah, big fan of Dai Long, uh, Adrian Killer, and um, I'm trying to think my, my, my teacher I liked in school. Who do you say? Catherine Rowlands, Miss Rowlands. Oh, Miss Rowlands, aye, she's up there. She's up there, one of the greatest teachers that's ever taught me, Miss Rowlands, Catherine Rowlands, yeah. But they're my top five Goyer teachers. For everybody else watching, they probably don't have a clue who they are, but still, they're my top five Goyer teachers. Right, this is an interesting one. Go ahead. That's How do you deal with anxiety and pressure leading up to a fight, especially your first ever one from Dan Southall 23? <laughs> I don't deal with them. Still can't deal with them, I still, I still can't deal with them. Um, no, that is a good question. Um, it, it's, it's very difficult. Every fighter kind of goes through the same thing. And I'm a true believer, and I heard this from another fighter when he says, if you're not scared, then you're lying. You know, I, I, I'm scared every fight. Probably the, you know, the it's weird because when you walk into a fight you're not more scared than the last time you just it's the same sort of fear every time but it feels worse the more it is and it does and it feels horrific right especially I can tell you my 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 first 
my first experience of my fight was up in Aberdeer. I weighed in. I'd, I'd spent two years of my life trying to convince my mother that I wanted a fight, and then she gave me the clear two fights. So then I think I had like four or five weeks, and I said I wanted to fight in Michael Sabell Sports Centre, and I'd bragged myself up. Well, not bragged myself up, but kind of told my mother I'm ready for this, and went up there, and all of a sudden it became a reality. This was October 20, 2011. And um, yeah, it was like, obviously it was experience and the anxiety before walking in. And I guess that's when I found out how I liked to fight. I liked to be emotionally, you know, wanted to get stuck in, wanted to be really, wanted to get in and get it done. And that happened. That was a big one. Um, my first, believe it or not, one of the most, like, I felt the massive time when I was nervous was when I was fighting my first ever kickboxing fight on adrenaline when yeah. I fought a kickboxer because I wasn't able to take <clears> it down. Um, and obviously my UFC debut was a big one UFC debut was, was special I think it was the first time fighting for like whatever 8,000, 10,000 people there that was a very very special one as well but um, it's the same sort of thing over and over again and um, it's not you can't you can't fix that it's something you're dealing with some people can't deal with it I think you get used to as well from where I, where I watch you thing I think you get used to like the people around you and they kind of bring you down as well yeah like your, your coaches know what training you've done they keep you calm in certain yeah, situations yeah. and like and, and or try and bring you down a bit because you can not you personally but any fight they can go too far over can they, they I, get think, too yeah. I think yeah I think like my last fight for example I, I felt it was a lot of pressure the last fight yeah and, and a lot of pressure people didn't realise I had going into the fight and that's something like obviously I'll talk off camera not on camera with but that was that was I had a lot of pressure I was dealing with for the, the fight island fight and obviously I felt like when I went out and I didn't perform the way I wanted to maybe it was because of that pressure yeah, of yeah, being yeah. out there but it's one of the things you, you do you know at the end of the day not every single every single camp isn't going to be perfect like you know the last camp we had like me and Jack had the problem with COVID-19. Not only me and Jack, but the UK, the world had that problem where it was COVID-19. We had to stay in a hotel for two days and then we had to get to Abu Dhabi and spend another two days in a hotel. Frustrating, super, super frustrating. But, you know, you, these are things that happen. But if your preparation goes well from like, you know, eight to ten weeks before a fight, then anything that happens the last two weeks, you know, if you, as long as you have a good little camp, you should be okay. Yeah. And... Like, we're lucky that we trained like dogs for the last fight. You know, we were both super fit going into that fight. And um, it's going to be the same coming up for this next fight. We've got about 10 weeks until November time, which I think is when I'm going to be fighting next. But, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what, uh, what happens. But um, it's, not, it's, not, you could, it's, not, it's not a simple answer. It's just the individual itself that's got to, like, you know, you've got to kind of deal with that. And whatever happens, happens. I guess that's the best sort of best sort of advice yeah. I can give you know you got to go in there and find out and if you don't go in there and find out then you got to live with that thing of not knowing what it feels like but for me personally I guess the work's done before Brett yeah it, it is enough. yeah you know and, you, and like and like it's mad because now because now I'm not standing opposite people I don't know yeah, yeah I'm standing I'm yeah. standing opposite people I used to watch yeah like I remember standing across the cage to people like Pedro to Joe Soto to to Sterling and being like, okay, this is it. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I used this ain't UFC three anymore. No, this is the, this ain't a game no more. And yeah, um, yeah you know, so but your, your anxiety and every fight it goes to the same. And as long as you realise that every every fight it goes to the same sort of process, 
you can live with it, man, you know. And if you're not ready to accept the outcome of the fight, because anything can happen, you can get knocked on 10 seconds. And every time I go in there, I'm prepared mentally for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be nice when it does happen, but you're prepared for it, you know. At the end of the day, my next fight, I get knocked clean and conscious. That's why I signed the dotted line, because I'm, I'm aware of that consequence. So... Yeah, it's it's a it's not it's a lot of, maybe a long winded answer, but that's that's where you, that's where you're having. Starko's got one, but I don't think you, we can say that. Like, uh, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> yeah, no, we can't. We can't. We can't. Save answer, our... We can't answer that one, uh, Starko. Uh, maybe everybody on campus will know though. Says you, obviously. <clears throat> The rise and fall of Paddy Pimlet. Will he get back to Cage Warriors glory and get in the UFC? No, I don't believe he's had a massive fall personally. I think Paddy Pimlet's still a solid, solid name. Like, yeah, no, no, hundred percent. No, I don't think that uh, Paddy's had a fall. Obviously, if you if you, if you are if you're talking about him having the title and then losing the title yeah, yeah, as yeah. a as a as a fall, then then I guess I can see where you're coming from. But I don't think it's a fall. The guy's still doing really well. The guy's still training very hard, you know, and. Um, and not a lot of people like Paddy, but I sure sure, yeah, sure do. I like I, I like Paddy Pim. I think he's a top guy. But um, it'd be interesting to see what his next couple of fights are. Now this is the game of seeing what he's got coming up because you got Paddy in that division, Ian Gary in that division. Uh, you got my man, my man, <laughs> Oban Elliott in that division. Mason Jones obviously got up to to welterweight, but. He's in that lightweight division. There's so many people in that in that division that um, he could potentially fight next. Dorian, uh, not Dorian Des- Desme. Is it Dorian Desme? Donovan Desme. Donovan Dorian. I was thinking Dorian. No, Donovan Desme is one. Uh, there's a few good guys in that in that division. He could fight next. Um, he beat um, he beat a guy going before quarantine. And I, people forget, man. Paddy's not a small guy either. He used to fight a featherweight. He used to fight bantam. Didn't do bantamweight. Really? Yeah, he fought. Um, he fought Cameron as a bantamweight, and then he fought. Um, then he went the featherweight. Had a stint the featherweight. Then he's gone lightweight. lightweight. But him and Chris Fish got swapped over. Like f- f- Fishy was in like lightweight, and Paddy was like, was that was that like featherweight? Now they've swapped over where Fishy's fighting a featherweight and Paddy's fighting a lightweight, but. Yeah, I don't think he's fallen over. I do think personally, can he get the UFC? Yeah, of course he can. And two of his other teammates have got there. Yeah, and they're doing definitely. really, doing really well. Fish called and Molly McCann. I know they lost the last fight, but they're still doing really well. Um, but having said that, I think yeah, his next fight's quite a, quite an important one. Very very important one. Right, we'll finish this up. We'll be back just to clear up. Oh, part five. Hold tight. Right, so just a quick one. Um, just want to say thank you to the sponsors um, for the Fight Island sort of um, camp, really. But uh, not only that as well, obviously, my sponsors, I work slightly different from my sponsors where that if they sponsor me, they sponsor me for the fight, but then the up and coming weeks after the fight. Um, I guess that's really important for for the sponsor to get that exposure, not just, okay, you get six weeks for this camp and then that's that. Um, so that's why I really work well my sponsors and a lot of my sponsors you see are, are people I've got a really close connection and close um, relationship with so I just want to say thank you to, to Tommy. I want to thank um, Gareth Dumber and Lee and that and the boys there um, to Tommy for the jiu-jitsu and for the MMA side of things they got the, the best kit and to be completely honest I think I'd go out on the limb and say it's probably 
the most bulk kit in Wales. You know, everybody in Wales wears tatami, and especially with the wearers only being a patal, but it's um it's a, it's a big thing. You know, um a lot of them guys they've they've really helped me out, and you know it's a very close brand to me. Won my first ever world title in a pair of uh, tatami honey badger valley Tudor shorts, uh, and also won my previous contest, which was a semi final fight about an hour and a half before that in a pair of. Uh, Valitude or Tatami is a different set. So um, please shout out to Tatami guys, especially for your like your BGG, your geys, your no geys, your MA equipment. Check out Tatami. Want to thank your girl events and Emlyn Jones there. Uh, Emlyn does security for massive events. Uh, obviously, with everything that's gone on the last few months, it's um, it's been very difficult for him. But I just want to say thank you to Emlyn, Dion Vore, Emlyn um, for for the help really you know I know that uh, times have been hard but he's still willing to, to help me out as a as an athlete so I really really do appreciate that so thank you Emily and the team at the Ogle events uh, I want to thank Hemp Valley um, amazing brand you know CBD is has been a massive part in uh, a lot of people's lives at the minute you know people with, with illnesses or people just recovering from from little niggly injuries so I want to thank the team at Hemp Valley uh, please check them out guys you know um, they've been right behind me from from the last uh, from the last fight, and it's been um, been out of a journey with them already. You know they they're really looking out for me, and um, I just want to thank Harry and that there and the team there who who really go out their way to make sure that uh, you know they sort me out. So please check them guys out, Hemp Valley. I want to thank my one of my most loyal um, sponsorships, uh, Watchers of Wales. Um, Paul and the team up in Cardiff have been absolutely brilliant for a very very long time. Um, supported me. You know, probably since the, more or less the start of my my UFC career, and um, no matter what happens with Paul, he'll always try and help me out. Done a few little um, charity events with Paul, and Paul is also busy himself with other charity events he's done. I think he cycled one time from uh, California to, to to Vegas. I think did a, did a hell of a little trip there. I want to thank um, Paul, who obviously sells watches there, but not just any watches. We're on about the creme de la creme of watches. Uh, Rolex, um, Philippe, Philippe pa- Patek is Ash. Around there, I think. Fli- I think Philippe Patek, uh, Rolex, who um, blows? Tagers, Tagers. Yeah. Loads of different watches, especially if you're into your watches. Um, the, the Steve Pascos in the world who like their Rolex watches and stuff. Please check them out. Amazing. Huh? You got 0% finance as well. Now. Oh, there we are. So, like I said, you know, please check them out, guys. They're, they're, they're based in Cardiff City Centre. Um, absolutely amazing guys and not only that really helpful and um, if you don't believe me just go online and check out the watches I share them every time I can because the watches they sell are absolutely stunning so please check out Watches of Wales uh, I want to thank RNF Property Group uh, for any property maintenance anything like that these are the guys to check out thank you to the team there who are based in Llanelli. Um another team who are newly newly uh, on board with, with the Brett Johns MMA team Really appreciate the time and effort them guys have put into me, especially with everything going on. Like, there's a couple of sponsors who've jumped on board recently. It's it's through this this pandemic. I've, I'm absolutely speechless and blown away with the support. So RNF was a was a really big brand who come forward, and um, I'm very happy personally to represent the brand. And I know them guys are happy having me on board as well. So thank you to the team at RNF. Uh, I want to thank JMW Heating. Um, James Williams, um, award-winning services, JMW uh, R, you know, um, does some big, big things with some big companies, works in the Liberty Stadium, does a bit with Frankie and Bernie's, he's done loads of different things, but he, he's award-winning, 
anything with plumbing and heating, please check out JMW. Um, let's go to Weekend Offender, Sam Jones and the crew. What you see is what you get with that brand. It's an amazing clothing brand who I, I'm right behind of, a massive fan of. It's so, so easy for me to promote a brand like that considering the um, what I do outside the fight. Then I, I like to go and um, go to the football, enjoying the football and dress well for it. And that's where Weekend Offender comes in. So thank you to Sam Jones and the team. Really, really looking forward to that Leo Gregory uh, collaboration as well. So um, thank you for the support, Sam. Sam and the team. There's a big team up there. Went up to Derby a few a few months ago, and it was a really good day out. And really appreciate the time and effort that you guys put into me. So thank you to Weekend Offender. Please check them out, guys, for the, uh, the casual clothing side of things. Um, also... A big special th uh, thank you to another loyal brand who have been there for a very long time, Beck Clever. Thank you to uh, the team there. Um, if you haven't checked out Beck Clever, please download the app. Um, usually with my fights and with certain big events coming up, they'll do giveaways. You know, with the Fight Island situation they had where you could guess the predictions of each fight show and win a share of a £1,000. They do that stuff quite frequently. So... Um, Please check them out, guys. Um, they're amazing. And like I said, they're very loyal to me. And um, it's nice to give something back to these guys. And like I said, please check every single one of the sponsors out. Special thank you to the KGB. The Brett Johns MMA team will be behind me and push me through, through everything. I want to thank Richard Shaw, uh, SMMA and Carl Parker there with the boys, Jack and that. They've been amazing the last few months. Um, another special thank you to a loyal guy who has been, like I said, behind me from the start, Luke Jones. Um, thank you, Luke, for everything you've done. Uh, absolutely amazing guy. He's an, an athlete himself. I'd go out on the limb and say he's a professional athlete himself. He's a hand cyclist and um, just want to say thank you to him. Um, thank you to Aeros Jones and the team as well uh, with um, with MMA Wheels. Just a big thank you. And um, yeah, really, really, really happy with the, the support and effort. So guys... Thank you so much and um, hopefully I'll speak to you soon. We out.